This podcast is brought to you by The Electric Chair, getting rid of the most loathed criminals since 1880. Good morning, I'm Jack Taylor, and today I'm going to be talking with my colleagues, Ojwin Kloktar, Joshua Cummings, Josh Arango, and Nate Zizekas. Today we are going to be talking about the asylum and prison reform movement. I will start us off by saying what the social problem they were trying to fix was, what the conditions were like, and why this reform was desired. The social problem they were trying to fix was that mentally challenged people and innocent victims were being put in prison instead of being free or getting help. The conditions in these prisons were terrible, with many innocent people and murderers in the same areas and doing the same things. This reform was desired because many people were angry that they were being thrown in jail for little to no reason. And now we're going to have Joshua Rango talk to us about the goals of the reform movement, what they specifically wanted to change, and what laws and policies they wanted to implement. Alright, thank you for having me, Jack. All right, so what were the goals of the reform movement? So the reform movement was essentially made to keep people with ASD and other mental disabilities away from the dangerous criminals in these prisons. So we had asylums, which you would have these somewhat kind of like home hospital places where you would keep the mentally disabled and try to keep them like social and have them just stuff. All right, that's that's great. But what did they specifically want to change in society? What they specifically wanted to change was people just born with these mental disabilities, like, oh no, they might have been born without, like, one leg, which is a very common thing. Um, all of a sudden, now you're in a prison because your mom was dumb and made poor decisions, and now you're born without a leg. So that's not very fair to the people with disabilities. So what they would do is they put them in the asylums, and it kind of gave them a better lifestyle because, well, they're not criminals. They don't belong in those places. All right, that's great. Lastly, what were the laws and policies they wanted to implement? So some of the main policies and rules they had going around about um, asylums and prisons is that the first thing they wanted, they didn't want any disabled people that are free of charge and have no criminal record they didn't want them in prisons because well that was just wrong but that said they also didn't want the mental people leaving the asylums because you know they could potentially be dangerous like i mean you just don't know whether they're because at the time you didn't know what autism was you didn't know what add was you didn't know what down syndrome was you didn't know any of that so all you knew is that they had a mental disability and that they need to be contained somewhere so one of the main laws they had was the insane people can't leave the asylums and another one was they couldn't have the innocent insane people in the prisons with the insane guilty people that are also known as criminals. And next we'll be having Ojiswin Kulhaktar talking to us about what methods they used to accomplish the reform, what methods were successful, and what ones failed. Thank you for having me, Jack. Okay, so what methods did they use to accomplish the reform? So, the methods they used were reduction of physical punishment. Like, they didn't use the whip and sticks anymore because prisoners were misbehaving. They had to learn that they were insane and that they were mentally disabled. 
They also separated the women, the children, and the sick so that they could be treated separately. All right, that's great. Um, what methods were successful? Uh, reduction of physical punishment, separation of children, women, and the sick. And they also taught them some basic literacy, mm-hmm. like learning to read and write a little so they could read the Bible. Yeah. All right. Lastly, what ones failed? See, sometimes they would be forced to kill or injure some of the prisoners that were misbehaving. This was one of the most unsuccessful methods because this caused more riots. And then if they killed innocent people, it just didn't look good on the asylum. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. And next, we have Joshua Cummings here to talk to us about the successes and failures of the reform process. Thank you for having me, Jack. All right, so what were some of the successes from the reform process? One success is that it was a step in the direction to understanding special needs people. Another success is that the prison conditions were better. Instead of having closet, pen, or stall-like cells, the prison cells were updated to be a lot nicer. All right, that's wonderful. So, what were some of the failures? A failure was that people were concerned if the, pe- if the prison would become a treat, not a punishment. Since prisons were being updated and becoming better, people were concerned that criminals were getting a better treatment, not a punishment. Yeah, I see, that how that, I see how that would be a concern, because you did something bad, you should be punished for it. And next, with us, we will have Nathaniel Zizekis here to talk about the groups or individuals involved in the reform movement. Thank you for having me, Jack. Okay, so who were the individuals involved in this reform movement? Well, mainly it was led by Dorothea Dix, and it was started in the Massachusetts area and then slowly spread across the United States. And by the beginning of the Civil War, most states have established public mental institutions for the disabled and mentally handicapped. All right, so who was Dorothea Dix? Well, Dorothea Dix was an author and then a teacher, and then she became a reformer along with the um, mental institution fiasco. Um, Her efforts on behalf of the mental ill and prisoners helped create dozens of new institutions across the United States, very rapidly actually, and then that even went into Europe and changed people's perceptions of these populations of mentally ill or disabled or handicapped. Let's review our sponsor one last time. This podcast was indeed brought to you by the electric chair, getting rid of the most loathed criminals since 1880. This is your host, Jack Taylor, signing off. See ya!